everybody. Welcome back. We got a full house today. It's the Mountaineer Sports Insider. Tanner's here. Luke's here. Unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the Big Mac's <laughs> wow. here. We're starting Bri- off yeah. hot today. Brian's here. No, I'm done. I'm, I'm after beat the clock. I'm done. I used all my happiness this morning. <laughs> and we got Rachel here, the other editor over at the sports side of things on the DA. But the Big Mac's here, so we can talk about I think my mom's listening. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Oh, man. It's an Elite Eight soccer weekend here in Morgantown, and I could not be more excited to talk about what is going to happen. We are recording this again like we always do on a Friday morning, and that means we have three Mountaineer events over the next 18 hours going on. Two of them at the Coliseum, obviously. One of them over at Dick DeLess Soccer Stadium. Two of those games you can hear right here on U92. Uh, And then the other one being the men's game, you obviously cannot until the postseason. However... It is not that full of a weekend other than these three games. Wrestling's out in uh, Norman, Oklahoma this weekend uh, doing some things. But a pretty quiet week. We've sort of gotten past the awful three-week stretch where it's football and basketball at the same time, uh, where it's just we have to do something every single day uh, sitting over here. So not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just so much to do and so much to cover and so many things that take you away from doing schoolwork uh but we are here it's an elite eight soccer weekend Loyola Marymount's in town tomorrow uh the men's soccer team has a chance they are three games away really two I guess to competing for a national title in a national championship match it would be the first team sports title that is not a rifle championship in the history of West Virginia athletics that includes non-claimed titles so for those of you that want that 1922 national title claimed Technically, it hasn't been claimed, so this would be the first team one. Uh, but it starts tonight over at the WVU Coliseum, where Josh Eiler will take on Rick Patino for the first time. St. John's is in town. The game will be on ESPN2. Uh, national spotlight once again for the Mountaineers. And uh, if you're watching at home, I'm sorry, you're going to have to keep hearing about how little depth this team has. Everybody's going to get sick of it. It'll change here soon. Kirk Reese is going to be back in three games. He'll be back after the Drexel game, right, Brian? I think yeah, I have that I right. Think that's the ninth game. Yep, uh, the game on the ninth. So yeah, they are for UMass. Yeah, play. they're three and three right now. Uh, we've been saying if they can get out of the non-con at 500, they'll be okay, uh, and just hope that the legs get back from underneath them. But we have Rachel in for the first time. We all know the Big Mac. We love the Big Mac. I think Luke's I always here. Late. I'm always here. But Rachel's here. Hey, Not Dana. against her will, but we kind of made her do it anyway. It was against her will. She was going to sit it's in here and watch. It's a little bit against my will, but no, it's, it's okay. No, don't, don't act like we're bad people. You wanted to sit in here, and I said, well, you might as well Only sit in front of the microphone. Okay. Only me, leave me and Brian out of it. That's you can true. treat him that, like he's that a bad person. That is true. That's fine. I got like all three of my <laughs> bosses here, bro. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad. Oh, hi, dad. I love you, too. No, that's me. Um, <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, that was one of my favorite moments of the fall here. I came to pick up Brian from the DA meeting, and I said, I came to get you, son. Yeah, and I, <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> I told everyone I didn't know this guy. I still don't know him. Uh, okay. I don't know, man. Yeah, whatever. I'm a somebody, bro. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm a somebody. Uh, we got to change the topic, dude. I'm, I'm All right, <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Let's talk St. John's tonight. Men's basketball. They're three and three. Uh, they've got a chance. This St. John's team is not what I expected them to be at the beginning of the season, guys. It, it, I thought they would be better. It's hard when you're going to hire a new coach and bring them in and that sort of thing. But they're not what I expected whatsoever, Brian. You know, Rick mm-hmm. Pitino, he built Iona up very quickly. But then St. John's, they're four and two right now. I, I don't know what to expect of them. Do you? Um, 
I mean, no, kind of similar to West Virginia. It's like a new situation, I guess you could say. Uh, I, and I know I, we've talked about this. Lazinski played for uh, Patino. I think he said in the press conference they're going to use that to their best of their ability, I guess, knowing like what sets they're going to run and things of that nature. Um, but, I mean, in terms of what to expect, I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, this team uh, lost to 16 against Michigan, lost to Dayton. I think it's going to be a close game. It would yeah. be a big I think it'll be closer than the pit game could be. Closer for the pit game. We've said it before. I mean, West Virginia almost beat a ranked opponent, so this would be a big game for them to win. Uh, you know, as we said, can they be 500 by conference play? I don't know, but tonight's a big, big opportunity for them, and, uh, you know, home court. Yeah. Blackout. Should be a fun environment. Uh, that's for Pitt. Tonight is the, oh, that's awkward. It's the gold rush, I think. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. St. John's has just beaten Utah and Holy Cross back-to-back after the loss to Dayton at home. They lost to Michigan earlier this year as well, uh, but they've beaten Utah and Holy Cross. Utah by nine, Holy Cross by about 46. Uh, but they're coming in here to play this Mountaineer team that is definitely shorthanded. West Virginia, though, they're averaging – they got three guys averaging, rather, uh, double figures on a night-in, night-out basis with Quinn Szyslinski, Jesse Edwards, and Kobe Johnson. Uh, Edwards averaging that double-double as well. He, he's been the staple for this team, but they've just got to find a way – for him to get more shots up because he's not been able to do so as much as I think they want him to this far this season. Yeah, and, you know, Slazinski mentioned after one of the games recently the offense needs to run through him, and I would agree with that. And I think they, in terms of having him be a playmaking big, I think they do that fairly well. I think that they get the ball down to him, and then he can hit the open guy if he can't get a shot up. But the problem is, can the open guy make the shot? Right. And... So far, not as much as you would like to be. And I think if they can do that, that will open things up for Edwards. And that will give him more scoring opportunities inside. So I think that that will be something to look at, you know, just the rest of the season. Can they get a flow with that? Can they get really comfortable in this offense and use it to its full potential? Because I don't think they have yet. But I think I think if they will, we could see this team. We could see this WB team be better than what they have been recently. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Rachel, if guys can't make open shots, that's not good, right? It's not good. No, it's not good, Tanner. No, I'm gonna try to lead you. I know you don't really want to talk, but no, I'm I'm here. What are your thoughts on the basketball team? Do you have any yet? I haven't seen you at any of the men's games yet. I'm going tonight. I'll yeah. be there tonight. Um. So you now, what yes. that means? Hold on, before we get into this, you will have now done a podcast today with Luke Blaine yes. that we'll be dropping later. Uh, interview with Rifle team member Molly McGinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're excited to have that one. Luke says it's one of the best episodes of it MSI. Is. It is. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. So you will have done that for an mm-hmm. hour. You will have done this podcast for the next however long we end up doing this. Mm-hmm. Plus sit next to me and Luke tonight at yes. the basketball game. And I'm so excited to do that. What a Friday! Is that convincing? Wow. <laughs> wow! I'm jealous, man. Wow! Hang out with Luke playing the whole day. But most people, most people wish their Fridays could be that plump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my wow. goodness! All right, Rachel, give me your thoughts because I know you're paying attention uh, to what this men's basketball team's doing. It's just the lack of depth and a couple other things, but they have talent on this roster. Yeah, I think they have talent. I just, they just have to perform. They're not doing that very well so far. Um, obviously, given the circumstances of having as many players out and ineligible as they do, I think they're working with what they have, but they have to step it up. So I think tonight's game could be a close one. Yeah, I, I think that it's important for them to get a win tonight. They've got to split these next two here with St. John's and Pitt. Sure. And, and Pitt's really good. What? I was just saying, if I might say, yeah, you're talking ahead. about Kobe Johnson averaging. Mm-hmm. That might be the quietest 10 points a game you've ever seen. 
but I mean, I think that it's been really cool to see him step into that starting role that so far, you know, with Kirk Kreese. Yeah, out. he's making them count too, he, right? He, like they yeah. need that. He makes need some that. shots. That he also it, misses some easy looks too, so he could put that up to fourteen. Yeah, he, like it he definitely misses. could. We've seen him have nineteen this year. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, efficient. He's efficient as well, but like some, he misses some layups. But some yeah. of the floaters and like the little jump jump shots he makes every once in a while reminds me of a certain point guard that also had the name Johnson on WVU last year. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> and he's also leading the uh, team in free throw percentage, eighty six percent. That's something yeah. that they really like to see. Uh, I can promise you that. So it should be a fun one over there tonight at the WVU Coliseum. And then, like we said, they'll have Pitt coming up on Wednesday in the backyard brawl. That one will be at home. That's a 9 p.m. tip. That sucks. Yeah, that I, ooh, sucks. That, I don't get that. You covering that one too, Rachel? Yeah, I'll be there. All right. Because I didn't get a ticket. Oh. I don't know about any of you guys. I forgot to request <laughs> one. So. Get a ticket. I'm, I'm I going on credential. So we'll yeah. be there. I'll be in bed by that time anyways. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's, that's bedtime a, Brian. That's that a rough. Bedtime, <laughs> bedtime Brian. That's, we don't call I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm 21, all right? I don't need to call me bedtime Brian. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I got a slander there. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So we'll see what they can do. But splitting the next two would be very, very good for this team. Brian, tomorrow at noon, you will be over there sir, at the WVU Coliseum once again yeah. uh, for a game against St. Bonaventure that's really the game before the game, right? Monday is the big one. They've got Penn State in town, does this women's basketball team that is still 6-0 and this season. Uh, they've been very, very good under first-year head coach Mark Kellogg, who – has come in here. He's installed his system quick, and the players seem to be bought in and playing together. They've got three players averaging double figures on a night in and night out basis. Uh, it, it's very impressive to see JJ Quinterly averaging uh, her highest average ever, 16.3 points per game. Lauren Fields at 13, and Harrison at 13 as well. But the story of this team's been Kaya Watson. I think you know it, it's really exciting to see that offense and all of that. That's going to really matter down the stretch. But so is a player like Kaya, who has just I didn't know how much better she could get than last year because I thought she was so good, but she's been leaps and bounds better than last year. Even. Yeah, and I think last year, I don't remember what her field goal percentage was off the top of my head, but she wasn't very efficient from the floor, and I believe this year she's shooting around 55%. Yeah, um, and she hasn't missed a free throw she yet. Hasn't six missed games a free throw. She's just been taking what the defense gives her, uh, but um, yeah, no, Kai Watson's been hooping. Um, yeah. She does more than, obviously, I said that shows up on the stat sheets, but uh, also, like the games, I think there was a game where Quinley only had two or four points. I forget which game it was. It might have been George Washington. But they have other players step up. I mean, uh, Jordan Harrison's been big for them. Even when she doesn't score, she's still. Uh, I think she averages like three steals per game or something, something along those lines. But they just got a bunch of different, uh, you know, aspects that they can provide. Uh, they have depth. Um, Tabby Diggs has been big for them as well. She had a double double that one game over off the bench. Off the bench. Um, but yeah, and then, I mean Blackston too. Uh, She's been a little bit quiet, but, I mean, when you have four or five scorers, you probably don't need too much offensive production from her. But if she can stretch the floor and hit some threes, I mean, this team's got – and as you said, I mean, they have the Penn State coming up. Uh, we looked at the Penn State schedule earlier today. Penn State's going to be a tough one, but um, this Saturday, tomorrow gives them a chance to clean some things up and get ready. Yeah, it does. Uh, Luke, they're averaging quite a few assists per game. It's a three-to-one ratio versus the turnover. This is a team that passes the ball well, and they're able to score off the pass, which is very important. Uh, and then they score in transition uh, as well. Everything seems to be going right for this team right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I said it this morning on Beat the Clock, don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but Kellogg said that 
He thought his system would translate well over to West Virginia, you know, coming over to a new school with a different roster. And it has. I mean, he emphasized, you know, we like to play fast. And, you know, we like to, you know, force the issue and steal the ball and take it in transition. And that's what they've been doing so far this season. And it's really worked out well for them. And, you know, if they can keep doing that, I don't see any reason why they can't make some noise in Big 12 play. But, you know, the first big test, like we talked about, also is going to be that Penn State game next Monday. That it will. They already have a win against Pitt. Uh, Rachel, give me your thoughts on this women's basketball team. I'm excited for this women's basketball team. They haven't started 6-0 since 2018, and I think that's just really a testament to what they've been doing so far and what Kellogg's brought into the program. Um, even these transfers that have come from Stephen F. Austin that he's brought with him have been really stepping up. Um, obviously, with the loss of Smith last year, they needed to fill those roles. So I think those transfers, Quinterly, like they're all stepping up, and I'm, I'm excited to see where this team goes into Big 12 play. Yeah, I am too. I, I went through it on Sports Night here on U92 on Wednesday night, some of these statistics that they're in. Uh, they are third in total margin of offense and defense, averaging wins of 24 and a half per game. Uh, when you go through and you look at the Big 12 website, you look at some of these. Let me tell you something right now. This was on Wednesday when I when I discovered that Houston had only played four games and they'd beaten Southern by 90, and they'd average 100 points a game. It's too early to start looking at these stats. That's what I learned uh, across the league. But when you have to compare yourself to some of these teams that have been at the top of the conference the last couple of seasons, let's use Baylor for the first example. They swept Baylor last season. They split – no, they got swept by Texas, right? Yeah, they got but they split with Texas Tech. They sweep TCU. You know, they went 13-2 and two at the Coliseum. Right now they're sitting at 6-0. and oh. They do have a big test on Monday. This was a Penn State team that beat them last year. However, you can see on the court that this team is going to be ready to compete, in my opinion. And one of the big things that's a difference from this year uh, compared to last year is that when they have to go to the bench, the bench can come in and produce as well. And – Kellogg said it after the first game where Hemingway was not a starter that he's got six starters on this roster. I don't think I expected Tavi Diggs to be doing what she's doing off the bench as well. And then when you have more able to come off the bench and, and some of these other players that are there that are all new to West Virginia for the most part, it, it's going to be important for this team to see what they can do. And they continue to just play better and better together every game. And they've won in all sorts of ways. That George Washington game down in San Juan, Puerto Rico, they win 50 four to 52 and I said to Luke earlier today what's well, better to learn from a win than it is a loss and this team is still yet to take a loss I think that they'll take care of St. Bonaventure tomorrow Penn State should be very very fun on Monday Brian and I will be on the call for that one uh, we're looking forward to it but when you do look at some of these statistics West Virginia is in the top half of just about every single one of them which is where you want to be obviously you're not going to be leading in every category uh, the one that maybe makes you think a little bit uh, about how good this team could be defensively uh, and some of it does have to do with who you're playing but they have the number one defense against the three and with the bodies they have that can defend against the rim and, and driving into the rim you're going to force teams to shoot threes against you and try to play catch up a lot of the time that can only mean good things right Brian yeah um, I think this team uh, the with the fast guards they have with Jordan Harrison and uh J.J. Quinterly, offensively, they get out in transition really well, and they have bigs who can run the floor as well, especially when Jalen Hemingway comes off the bench too. But defensively, I mean, yeah, you look at their stats, they're averaging 14 steals a game, um, and nine of those come from their from guards. So it, it, the perimeter defense is really good. And also it's got to wear teams out when West Virginia's – not that they press the entire game, but when they're playing that pressure like and the teams get tired, they're going to struggle from three. 
Um, but I, I think the real test, how will, how will they do this against Penn State? Because um, they got the Penn State's a team that could score like 90 points in a game. Um, they, I think they scored 100 once or twice this year. But the perimeter defense is definitely – a strong point for this team and the perimeter offense as well. They just rely heavy on those guards. And even when the guards haven't shot the ball well, their bigs have stepped up, Tabby Diggs, Kylie Blackson, but also games where Jordan Harrison didn't shoot well, uh, J.J. Quinley picked up the slack. So they just have a bunch of different things they can offer. And defensively on the perimeter, that's one of their strongest points, especially since they lead the Big 12 in that. Or is it the country or the Big 12, you said? The Big 12. Big 12, yeah. So that's pretty impressive to say. Yeah, and for the first time, it feels like they're getting consistent shooting themselves from outside uh, of the three-point arc, Luke. Uh, we see Lauren Fields. She's fourth in three-point field goals per game in, in the Big 12 right now as it sits. She's making an average of three threes a game, and, and you're going to take that all day. When you have three scorers on a team, it's very tough to defend against that team. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at how teams treated WVU last year and you know preparing for them in terms of it was just primarily Madison Smith and J.J. Quinterly. Right. And if one of them or if both of them weren't having a good night, then it was a really – it was a night of struggle for WVU. Yeah. So now you have players who are stepping into their roles. Like you said, Tabby Diggs with that double-double. You have Jordan Harrison now. And, I mean, of course it's hard. It, it's near impossible to fill the void left by Maddie Smith. But you have Kaya Watson really – improving from last year and stepping in as a scorer so now you have three players who you really believe can lead the scoring and everybody else is stepping in more than they did last year and I think that is a huge positive for this team and it's going to make a difference in the long run and I just it's incredibly rare to see a team be this good in its third head coach in three years yeah it's really something uh, odd you don't often get to hire the sixth winningest coach in the country. No, no, you don't. Uh, Rachel, any final thoughts here on women's basketball? Or are you good? I'm pretty good. I mean, I'll be at the, the Ra- game tomorrow. Rachel as was not well, prepared so for this, just so we all know. I, I, think, she's be, I think she's doing great. She's doing great. We, we, you're going to do this now often, okay? Okay. All right. I'll be ready. I, I, I like the full house set. Uh, yeah. Why? Because you don't have to talk to Luke as much? No, or? no, no. People <laughs> probably get sick of hearing me and Luke go back yeah. and forth. That's, often. that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. So I don't get sick of it. I'll be here. Thanks, Brian. I'll be more prepared next time. Yeah. No, you didn't even know you were doing this. So I was like, no, no I you got to I didn't know this. I was doing it either. <laughs> yeah, Brian didn't either. But now that we're moving on from basketball, Brian's probably not going to talk as much. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you my mind, bro. Uh, if, I might, if I might say, we had a bit of breaking news just a little bit ago. Okay. Um, I don't think that. Go, go ahead. I will say, uh, ne- Athletic Director Ren Baker uh, confirmed on the Three Guys radio show that Neil Brown will be back. Oh, okay. Okay. He confirmed that Neil Brown will be the head coach. And just a few days ago, or was that yesterday? It was yesterday. We saw Garrett Garrett Green. Green. Yeah, was saying he's loyal. He's staying. Yep. Okay, that's good. Well, let's do that first then. Uh, This football team is going bowling, and they have gone 8-4 and this season. I said this morning on the morning spiel down in Clarksburg that – uh, if you would have told the fans eight and four, everybody signed up for it. So yeah. let's let's take it for what it's worth and say, okay, they went eight and four. Now you have to build off of it and compete in the Big Twelve next year. That's going to lose two of the powers that have been, you know, mainstays in this league for so long. Yes, Utah's coming in, but outside of that, this league is going to be wide open. And a lot of this talent that's on this West Virginia football team is young guys that are playing. Uh, if they can bring most of the team back next year, there's no reason they should not be able to compete. I'm not surprised by the news from Baker, but it is good to hear that the uh, 
team will remain consistent with the leader at hand. I like Coach Brown a lot. We were talking about how funny he is this morning, all of the videos of him from Troy uh, resurfacing as he's dancing around and things of that nature, you know. Uh, yeah, people are advocating for that video to be remade. To be remade. Uh, even Ross, uh, Ross Mara, he, yeah, he, 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 he said, I know a video crew. Oh. You get Gordon Gee out there and oh, geez. the assistant coaches. Are you kidding me? Let's go. I'm in. Th- that'll, that'll put up now, now, it has to start with him doing the we go on baby on baby. Okay, because that, <laughs> that is the tough. best three-second clip of Neil Brown. I'm in surprised the world. you know those lyrics, Tanner. I only know it from that video of Neil Brown. <laughs> oh, okay, smacking great. that uh, piece of paper on his hand. Oh. We go on baby on baby. <laughs> the the one at Troy, I love it. He's like, "Where's the juice?" Yeah, it's where's fantastic. the energy? It's so great. It's 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 high quality content. I, it I enjoy it. He he's a good dude. I really yeah. like Coach Brown. But yeah, uh, no, congrats, congrats. I mean, you know, a lot of people. I think a lot of people are moving the goalposts now and saying that he needs to be fired and like you know oh they could have won more games but you know eight and four just about any year any WVU fan would have taken that. Yep. And I think you do have a legit chance to build off of it. I think there's a lot of talent on defense and a lot of young fiery talent on offense with Jaheim White and Hudson Clement, Traylon Bray, and you know my thing is we have the WVU has all this talent. Where do you what do you think is going to happen if they just up and fire Neil Brown right now? Right, it doesn't make any. Probably going to lose it. You yeah. know, and no, I said that at the beginning of the year. You remember us sitting here, Luke? I go, yeah. you know, I, I, I'd rather be the patient team. I, I, if I'm an athletic director, I'd rather be the patient guy. Give him another chance. Let it see how it plays out. Obviously, it plays out pretty good this year going eight and four. But if you were to fire a guy, you know, halfway through the year or something like that, let's say they were two and five or something at some point. Yeah, I, I get it. And, and maybe then you are really thinking, OK, this is not going anywhere. But. When you fire a coach, that negates the entire next season, mm-hmm. no matter who you bring in. And then the season after that's really season one in, in yep. what is now this new college football landscape. So are you really willing to give up two seasons of football rather than just be patient, see if the guy that's there can figure it out? I'd rather yep. be the patient team and, and see what they can do with, with a long-term plan uh, because that's just the world of college football now. I, I think it's a backwards world, and there's some changes that need to be made, but we can go into that a little bit deeper. As we sit here today, we do not know which bowl game they will be playing in. I am hoping that it's in Orlando and going to the Pop-Tart Bowl. I really am. I'm just going to be honest. I saw another team that could be potentially playing today was the University of Miami. Sign me up for that. Oh, man. Sign me up for that. Some of these guys here, they want to play Cal. I do not want to play Cal. Oh my! No, I'm going to the game if it's Cal. <laughs> I have the Heisman winner, Sam Jackson, Ivy, the fifth. He has not played since September. Yeah, right? I was about to say it has been a while. Uh, yeah, I know because they're saving him for the bowl game. <laughs> right? Dude, just wait. So yeah, if you don't listen to beat the clock, four hundred rushing yards. Listen, if you don't listen to beat the clock moment, Monday and Friday mornings on U ninety two eight to ten a.m., Cal was the darling of the U ninety two staff this season. How did that happen? Brian and I watched Cal play with Sam Jackson against Auburn, the against Auburn a game they did not win, yeah. but we said, man, yeah. they got a guy there. Wait, can I take a moment? Go ahead, Brian. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I have to pull something up real quick. But hey, Backs were against the wall. They were sitting at three and six. Yeah. They were sitting at three and six. And yeah. they ended up getting bowl eligible. They beat uh, Wash- <laughs> Wa- Wazoo. Wazoo. They, they beat UCLA, and then they beat uh, – can I have to get The most here? recent yeah. one was UCLA. Yeah, yeah UCLA, and then uh, – Diehard Cal fan doesn't know the schedule. What? Sorry, Stanford, bro. Does that even count? It's Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they they did it, man. They oh, and they almost beat USC. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. It brought a tear to my eye. I'm going to the game. I, I, I hope it's not it's Cal. Um, 
but I'd rather play in the Pop Tart Bowl. I will just oh, say dude. that's true. The edible mascot. Yeah. WV being the first okay. team ever to it's take bites out of the edible mascot. Luke wants to see Garrett Green take a bite out of a Pop Tart. I do. <laughs> I think it'd be fun too because Garrett Green would be back home. Like it would that's be, true. it would yeah. be really, really cool uh, to see them go play in Orlando. You know that the West Virginia fans fill that place up, no doubt. So oh, yeah. hopefully they're going to the Pop Tart Bowl, but we'll find out on Sunday. I don't get why they make us wait till Sunday. Like the teams that are playing in conference championships are playing in maybe twelve different bowls. That's about it. The rest of them we could have already decided. I'll just say that. This is also the problem I have with college football scheduling. All right. It's an Elite Eight weekend here in Morgantown. Rachel, do you want to go to the Pop Tart Bowl? Do I want to go to the Pop Tart Bowl? Yeah. Like, you're going to go? If it, I would love to like go to the Pop Tart Bowl. Would you rather than play in the Pop Tart Bowl in Orlando or play in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis? Because those are the two we keep Pop-Tart saying. Pop Tart Bowl. I think Pop Tart Bowl. Brian, you don't care go if they're playing Bowl. Cal, you're going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Um, I hear, keep hearing the edible Pop Tart thing. There's no way that thing stays like a, a piece by the end of the game, bro. That's all I'm saying. Would Depends you eat on the some? flavor of Pop Tart. If it's like an Oreo Pop Tart, like that. That's his melted. favorite. <laughs> that is. He loves the Oreo Pop Tart. I don't eat him anymore though. After he bullied me out of it. Yeah, I was like, Brian, those aren't very good. Sorry, I'll answer your question. I though. feel like those are good. They What's are your good. favorite? Are you like a brown sugar person? No, the new Applejack one's good though. Meanwhile, exactly. they've been sitting in that I haven't months. heard of that. That sounds <laughs> pretty really good. good. Pretty good. No, I mean, it's like it's like the cinnamon Pop Tart. It's like the same thing. Oh, do you mm-hmm. have one? Is that where one you of them gave went? it to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I stole it. Like, I, I will say I'm a big brown sugar cinnamon guy. Yeah, that and strawberry. That's, that's expected. Right. That's about right. See? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we have her here. <laughs> this is why that's we have That's an NPC her here. type of answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Now it's the Matrix, apparently. The Matrix? That's what his what? new name is. Why? Is he change his hair? No, that's what Mounts called him this morning the after ma- Mounts said we're living in a simulation. And that was, was funny. Like, we have the NPC next to us. He's in the Matrix. <laughs> I said he was a simulation, actually. Yeah, I like the quarters of that. Thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. All right. It's uh, brown sugar cinnamon, not for you. Not for me. What is it? What, what are we doing then? I think, okay, hot fudge sundae, hear me out. I <laughs> Tell I've me those are good. That. Wait, which ones? The hot fudge sundae ones. I feel like Brian would agree if you're, a, yeah, if totally. you're a Oreo. No. <laughs> Brian's never had them. <laughs> I'll have to get it. Though. I feel like Oreo and hot fudge sundae are like. They're probably the those things are, The nope. thing is about me, if I eat one, bro, that whole box is gone. Bro. Okay, so Brian, true. here's what I heard you're supposed to do with the Oreo one. Put it in the, oh, with ice cream. You told me about that. That or you dip it in milk, like it's an Oreo. Oh, oh, see, I'm a big milk Ugh. guy. Yeah, I get strong bones. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, the best pop tart for sure is the Oreo. Loki, the s'mores is tough. The s'mores is Ooh, good. S'mores, s'mores, is, s'mores good. is good. Big strawberry yeah. guy. Yeah, it's, it's got to be the frosted strawberry though. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Yo, unfrosted. Like, oh, wait, wait. Unfrosted any pop tart is just. Do you guys uh, not toast right. it or do we do we toast? Yes. I don't toast. Much. I've never <laughs> been a big toasting guy. I'm a big toast. I don't get like up early freezer? enough to toast it. People exactly. do that. I just nah. grab a pack of them and I freezer? eat them while I drive on yeah. the way to class. I haven't freezer? had a pop tart in like two People years. People put now, them in the freezer. I haven't, bro. I haven't. Oh, had that is such a lie. Other than the ones I had in the beginning of the year. No, but like I I gave up, man. You know, I took the trash out last night at the apartment, Brian, and there was magically a pack of Oreos <laughs> I've never seen in there. That was our roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a problem, bro. Nah, man. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah, we lost. On. Can I ask you a question now? Yeah, what? What's the question? Okay. Thank you, Brian. No, uh, I, I, it was your a favorite flavor was Oreo. No, it's about, oh, it about the bowls. Oh, yeah. Which bowl would you rather see the Mountaineers play in? But we don't know who they're playing in either. No. Uh, would you rather see them play in Memphis or in Orlando at the Pop-Tart Bowl? We already seen him play in Orlando, technically, right? Yeah, but it, it's at Camping World Stadium this time, not on UCF's campus. Oh, um, hmm. uh, I guess I'll go Memphis. Okay, thanks, Brian. 
I, I, that's fine. No, I'm just. I was hoping for a more sentimental moment there, but no. Uh, all right, it's an elite eight weekend here. You can hear me on the call tomorrow. I'll be out there at Dick Deles. I think I'll be the only one in this room. Everybody else will be at women's basketball, probably. No, I'll be. A, I'll be. I'll go to women's basketball and then I'll come over. Okay. All right. Soccer. It'll be fun tomorrow out there. Loyola Marymount of Los Angeles, California is coming in. Uh, they were unseated in the tournament. They have made their way in to the Elite Eight, and they've got to come to Morgantown. Last time a team from California came to play a team from the Mountain State in this college cup, it was Stanford down in Huntington taking care of business, shutting out Marshall 3-0. Uh, which is something that nobody really expected. But the path gets easier than for West Virginia. If they win tomorrow, they will have a chance in the Final Four against either Clemson or that same Stanford team that knocked out Marshall to then make the national championship next Monday. It would be pretty crazy if they did that. Yeah. And if they do that, the next week's MSI will be an MSI on the road where Luke Blaine will call me from here. Because I'll be driving out to Louisville. I'll probably be driving out there too. Oh God! I no, can't I'll, do probably, that I'll probably I'll probably I'll probably be in the car with you. Yeah, Kevin. that's oh my not. God, that's, that's perfect finding time, bro. That's not. That's not it. I will come. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be so much. We'll get so much more bonding done than. Can we I come in that car ride though? That'd be fun. It'd be like the good old days, man. Yeah. That's no, not happening. It'll happen. Don't it'll you worry, Ryan. I'll, I'll be there, man. Rachel, you're going to Kansas City, right? Maybe. I gotta figure it out. Oh no! It just falls <laughs> at a weird time. Yeah, Rachel's got to go on spring break. Luke's going to <laughs> basketball. Gosh. Um, all right. So tomorrow, this Loyola Marymount team—they are very, very formidable on the defensive end. They've only allowed 17 goals total this season. That's less than a goal a game that they're giving up. West Virginia, though, on the other hand, they're averaging two goals per contest uh, offensively, and they're giving up that same amount—just about right under a goal a game. Um, they already have a shutout thus far in the College Cup this season. Uh, that came in the round of 32. Remember, they had the first round bye against the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, funny enough, the Final Four is in Louisville, so maybe a little bit of irony there. We're foreshadowing, if you will, that West Virginia knocks out the team that's technically hosting uh, the College Cup tournament. On the other side of the bracket, it'll be Indiana and Notre Dame, along with North Carolina and Oregon State. Uh, again, West Virginia will play the winner of Stanford and Clemson if they are able to prevail tomorrow against LMU. Some of the things that I think uh, you need to see tomorrow for a Mountaineer victory uh, is potentially Caldera finding the back of the goal for the first time since that first Mountain State Derby match uh, back in October. Sukata scored in six straight. If that can continue, that could only mean good things for them. Uh, as well as potentially Luke McCormick trying to find a back in the net. I, I think it's going to be a 1-0, 2-1 result tomorrow. Uh, hopefully it doesn't have to go to extra time. West Virginia's not had to do that yet. They've had a lot of late-game heroics this season in the Final 10. Uh, they obviously won last week against Vermont 2-1 uh, with an 82nd-minute goal from Max Broughton, his first of the year. They scored uh, in the 60-second minute against Louisville, but earlier this season they beat Portland in the final 10 seconds of the match, just with three remaining. They had Caldera finding the back of the net there, so they've done it a couple times this year. I think it'll be a little bit like that tomorrow, but last time I predicted that, we saw a 5-2 final in the Mountain State Derby, so I, you, know, you never know with soccer. If it's going to be a game of runs, though, I am definitely going to give advantage to the Mountaineers just because LMU's not a team that's really scored offensively either. They haven't given up a lot of goals, but they haven't scored a lot. They've only scored 25 times this season. That's a plus-seven margin there on the goal differential. So 
between Sukata and Caldera, you have 23 goals. That is almost a, as many as the entirety of this LMU roster. Uh, the offensive power that West Virginia has is, is something that's going to be formidable for anybody to try to match up against. The question will be, can that West Virginia back line do the same as what LMU is going to attempt to do? LMU has beat UC Irvine, they beat UCLA, and then they just beat James Madison last week, that Sunbelt Conference rival of the Mountaineers. LMU swept UCLA this season. They went 2-0 and uh, against the Bruins there. It'll be fun over there at Dick Deles tomorrow. Yeah, if it's anything like it was at Marshall and anything like it was uh, that that first that was Louisville, right? Were you there for that one? I was there. Yeah, I was there for the, I was there for the first NCAA match. Yeah, but nobody came to the Vermont one. I was the only student meeting there, I think. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, w- I was home mm-hmm. with family, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you look at the atmosphere that was created there, and then you factor in the fact that they're going to have the student bleachers there and standing room. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's sold it, out in four hours. Yeah. I mean, so it, it should be a fun one. This is the furthest they've ever made it, uh, tying what they did two years ago under Dan Stratford in the Elite Eight. First time the Elite Eight will be played here in Morgantown, though. Uh, but hopefully we see a lot of fans there tomorrow from the student side of things. I know that the crowd will already be full. They were 10 shy uh, of what they had at the Marshall game in that first game against Louisville. Can they do it tomorrow? I think they can. I think they'll set a new record. And my goodness, if they win tomorrow, how crazy will that be? A final four for Dan Stratford in year four. Maybe a little bit poetic, huh? I said this morning on the morning spiel that uh, I haven't called a loss for him this season. And Alex said I had the announcer's jink. I said, I don't think so. This is a very good West Virginia men's soccer team that has competed well all season long. You guys got anything for me over there on the other side of the table? It's okay if you don't. Not really. Uh, Not really. I mean, I just want to see a team win a national championship. Wouldn't that be sweet? If it's the men's soccer, like especially coming from what they did last year to this year, the difference would be pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I think it would be fun to watch. I think so, too. I already gave my input. Yeah, I know. Uh, So, yeah, I'm calling 1-0 tomorrow. I said Luke McCormick gets the goal for West Virginia on Wednesday night. Uh, Mariano Maradiege, my guy, Manny, up in the booth with me. He says 1-0 Orge Navarro. I think Quinn Roby said like 3-0. Roby's out of his mind, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I think you could go 2-0. You might, you might, you might find a late goal in the 80s in the yeah. t- last 10 if they're really trying to push forward to find a goal uh, if West Virginia has the lead. But it could flip the other way on you, too. Vermont really controlled last week's matchup uh, in the second half that's until the fans got back into it. That's what I'll say. I'm going to go 2-0, Ors Navarro, and Sukata. Oh, man. Look at that guy, huh? How about it? Sakata's the hot it. hand right now. He is or the hot the, hand the right hot now. Hot foot. Yeah, I guess that makes more <laughs> sense. Uh, okay. Uh, like I mentioned, the only other thing going on really this weekend in Mountaineer Athletics, uh, wrestling is – oh, they're actually home. I said that wrong. It said at. Yeah, I, I've noticed that too, but on there it had – it looked like WV it would be at Oklahoma. Yeah, it but did. WV is hosting. Yeah, WV is hosting number 18 Oklahoma at 2 p.m. on Sunday over at the Wrestling Pavilion. That'll be fun. Uh, they've, they've gotten off to a good start as the wrestling team. So we'll see. Other than that, we really don't have much going on here uh, besides wrestling in the basketballs for the next couple of weeks. Swim and Dive is uh, going to host the Almost Heaven Long Course Open. I think that's a new event. I'd never seen that before. That's that, That'll be pretty cool. Uh, I feel bad for those people, though. They have to swim long course. That sucks. Don't miss that at all. Uh, yeah. Do you know what the difference is, any of you in this room? Long course versus short course? Not I even would say the long course is longer. Is that a restaurant? No. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> I, my bad. I'm sorry. I was throwing out. Like courses of meals? What? I, I don't even know. I, I was thinking of. Never mind. I Dude, don't did even you know they're introducing foot long cookies at Subway? I saw that. Is I that real, though? Is, you I'm think they're sure actually going to do it? I, I think Because I saw real. that, too. Dude, I need to get a foot long white macadamia nut cookie <laughs> right now. <laughs> That sounds disgusting. White macadamia, dude. That those were some of the di- best cookies d- from Subway. Again, is this surprising to anybody? <laughs> dude, I don't like chocolate. Again, is this surprising to anybody? Golly, man, you're you killing you me. N- you never knew that? I never I, know, I, I remember. I learned that in Kansas City. Yeah. You, you told me that then. Yeah. <sighs> White macadamia nut. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. What are we What's doing? What's wrong with that, man? Would you eat that? There's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly um, right, Brian. Wait, what is it? White macadamia nut <laughs> like cookie. What is that? Oh, it's a cookie. Yeah, it's like white chocolate it's chips with some with macadamia nut. You can't even it's taste. It's honestly the macadamia not horrible. Nut. It's it not it my it first choice, horrible, yeah. but it's it not horrible. horrible. Um, I'd give it a chance. The white the the macadamia no. doesn't even have a flavor. It's just an extra little just crunch. A, yeah. I know Brian well enough to know he wouldn't like that. What does that mean? I I you wouldn't <laughs> like it. What don't I like, Tanner? Please. Lots of things. Like what? What's one food macadamia I don't eat? Macadamia nuts. I, I eat, <laughs> I eat them. No, I don't. That's true. Besides <laughs> that, what's an actual food that I don't like? Actually, I'd have to think on that. I don't know if you like fish. Never had it. What? <laughs> they don't have that in Jersey. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never been to Red Lobster. Does that count? <laughs> I guess. Like You mean like a bear fish? Bear? What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> Is it unclothed? Like, like a, no, like, a, like, like if you get a plate, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a fish. Yeah. Like, that, like the fish. Like, like, like it's cooked, obviously. But like, is that what you mean by like? Because I've had like mussels, I had clams, all that good stuff. Have you had like salmon? No, but just the tilapia. I have salmon shorts though. You like those, Tanner? What? <laughs> like the the color, the color of shorts. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do you like? You don't like sushi though? Ah, uh, no, I, I eat it. It it, it does a job. So like he, he doesn't really. I, like I it. eat it. I got the market sushi, man. It didn't end well, but it was pretty good. <laughs> 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 no, it it was. I'm I'm like not a big sushi guy, but. I, would, I wouldn't say no. Okay. You don't like coffee. I know that. I've never had coffee. <gasps> oh, dude, I could have made you coffee at the donut shop when I was working there. <laughs> no. You, know, you never came and saw me. No. I was never invited. No. Oh, I know I invited you. No. Did you? Yeah. Well, th- your shifts were like 5 a.m. Yeah, so that's <laughs> 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. Oh, that's not bad. Well, for you, maybe. but It, it, it was bad. I'm sorry. I mean, like, not, not nothing against the company, but just waking up at 4.30 is not for me. So, in short, Tanner, I'd, I, l- I eat anything other than coffee. <laughs> Well, you don't eat coffee, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you joined us today, Brian. You know, man, it's been a, it's been a long morning. I'm just trying to bring some light to the <laughs> to the fume. <laughs> I don't know the saying, but what? <laughs> I don't know. I hope Rachel, you doing okay? I'm great. You caught back up. You see why this is fun? I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> we bring the I'll be back next week. Do I get? You'll be back. Don't worry. You're, you're coming <laughs> back for this. This is good. Mm-hmm. This is fun. I'm having a good time. It was, you know, th- this is the time of year, too, where we kind of get a show off who we are. When we're in, like, eight sports at a time mode, Luke oh and I are just gosh. going through the schedule and scores. There's nothing else we can really yeah. do about it. Um, so coming off of Thanksgiving, obviously, uh, you know, there's some of that with it. We didn't really go over any finals today, uh, but I can I can give you some of the latest. Uh, obviously, the men's basketball team at 3-3 three and three with the win. Over Bellarmine last Sunday, 62-58. to 58. Volleyball lost in Oklahoma. That's some news we didn't get to, but we will. 3-2 uh, to two, uh, in Norman. Uh, women's basketball beat Southern Illinois. They swept the San Juan shootout. They're still 3-0. They went 73-55 to 55 over Southern Illinois 
They win 84 to 56 over Charlotte, 54 to 51 over George Washington. Uh, the men's basketball team, they lost 56 to 54 to Virginia last week in a very close one. Volleyball was swept at BYU the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, and then against SMU, the men's basketball team ended up losing by 12, but they were up by as many as 14 in that game. But really, other than that, it's been the soccer, men's soccer team, uh, and the basketball is ending things. The news on the volleyball front, if you missed it this week, after nine seasons, head coach Reed Sunahara uh, resigned. And that would mean that Ren Baker is now in his fourth national coaching search since taking the job not even a calendar year to date still. That will be in 18 days from now, which I would assume by that time they would have a new volleyball coach. So that would be four head coaches. He has hired in less than a calendar year here at West Virginia. I really don't think he was anticipating that whatsoever when he took the job. The only one you could maybe say would have been uh, Randy Mazie retiring uh, at the end of this upcoming baseball season. And with that, I guess it wasn't quite the national coaching search. Uh, they're going to hire from within with Steve Sabins. But other than that, it's been men's basketball, women's basketball, and now volleyball. What will happen there? Uh, they've Made an NCAA tournament under Sunahara, but other than that, uh, not quite the results people would probably be hoping for, I, I would say. Um, and, and, you know, Baker said that he wishes him the best and all of those things, and so do we. Uh, we hope to see the volleyball program getting back to winning ways here soon. Absolutely. It'll yeah. have to be next season, I know that. I know they're done for this season, but, you know, maybe hopefully they can turn it around a little bit next year. Yeah. Uh, you guys talked to a member of the rifle team this morning. How was that? It was great. Yeah. Talked to Mal Molly McGinn. She was great. Um, was that your first interview you'd done on here? It was. Oh. Yeah. So Rachel double dipping on her uh, first time here on the MSI podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look at that. Twice in an hour. Twice in an hour. Everything you could have hoped for on your Friday. It really is. I have nothing else to do except for go cover this basketball game later. So are you going to stay here after we finish this recording and hang out with Luke all day here as well, like um, he will? Might take a little bit of a break, <laughs> but I will see him later, so I need to mentally prepare. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Mentally prepare. <laughs> no, I love sitting next to Luke at the basketball games. It's a good time. Luke he usually loves when he has year, some of his pretzel. Last year, <laughs> yeah. Luke, sitting next to Luke last year was so fun because he doesn't, like, he can't cheer. And, like, to see his emotions that was have to be contained is That was when I first started, and I was first <laughs> starting in the press box. And I was definitely getting accustomed to not being allowed to like. Oh, I'm used. Yeah, react. once you get used to it, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I think it was the Baylor game last year. Was that the? That was the walk-off field goal. Yeah. Where they I walked it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was that. <laughs> the Baylor game. I know. It w one time I was with Hamilton. I think it was Oklahoma State. Yeah. That one I was having a bit of a hard time. <laughs> well, I I think too. You know, it's a little bit harder for us because we're. Well, you know we are professional in, in what we do and that sort of thing. We're still students here at the university, so obviously we care about how our athletic teams do. But we really do try to be honest about where the teams are at and that sort of thing and uh, all of those things. Make sure you read these guys. I think all four of us had something in the paper this week. Oh. Yes. Wow. Wow. Look wow. at that. I'm sure I did. What a oh. Wait, I don't think you We were supposed no, to, but. The, the goal is for me to not write. That is the most impressive thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I admire that quite what? a bit. But no, I mean like no, I oh, I I I actually mean that. I oh, admire that you. level of uh, don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, the goal is to let the writers write and the editors edit. Oh, 
Okay. That makes sense. That might I be guess. the nicest thing I've ever heard Tanner say to you, Luke. That, I know. Honestly, I, I thought I'm it glad we had it in my heart. I meant that. No, I did. Yeah, that's impressive. Um would you? What was your story this week in the VAA, Rachel? Women's basketball. Women's it was basketball. just about the Puerto Rico tournament. Yeah. Okay. Brian talked about uh, uh, Jordan, Jordan Harrison, Harrison right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I give you a men's soccer preview for tomorrow. Kind of what I said, but go oh, pick I up your I coffee. I also did the uh, preview for tomorrow's game for U92. Yeah, on U92themoose.com. You can read Brian's preview for St. Bonaventure. How about that? He's also got a story online this morning. We got we oh, got to get oh, that it out. It went out this morning. I don't know if it went out. We got to oh. get that out. But okay. Why <laughs> is my story not on the website yet? There's we'll a little get back bit of to quiet you. in this room. Huh? <laughs> there, there, there's a schedule. It'll go out. We'll get back to you on that. Schedule. It was already in the paper, though. Like, that's yeah. two days ago at this that, point. That's how, uh, that's how it works. Like, they kind of stagger it, so not everything is uh, going out at the same time. Chestnut checkers, Tanner. Sure, Brian. <laughs> anagrams, not word hunt, Brian. I'm better at anagrams. I'm Wordle. Yeah. Okay. I'm smarter than you, Tanner. Yeah, that's probably true. No, it's not true. I don't know. Okay. Is that it? Is that all we got for today? I think that's all we got. Everybody's ready to have a fun weekend at the Coliseum, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here we go. We'll see what happens. Uh, St. John's in town, St. Bonaventure tomorrow, and then Elite Eight Men's Soccer. Uh, tomorrow you can hear both those games on U92 The Moose. Go to U92TheMoose.com slash live, or if you're in the Morgantown area, go to 91.7 on your FM dial. Pick up your copy of the Daily Athenaeum next Wednesday, like always, in those blue boxes around campus, or go to the DAonline.com and check it every day like I do. It's a lot of fun. All right, we'll be back next week. Let's see you